Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Zar. I'm your host. This week, we have a fantastic interview with, okay, I'm going to say it kind of the American way, Iris Compete. I believe it's Edis Compete is the proper pronunciation. Anyway, I have to say Iris because it feels too weird to say it the right way. Sorry, Iris. <laughs> Sorry, Iris. 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 Um, anyway, we had a really excellent conversation. Uh, been wanting to have her on the podcast for a couple of years now, and I finally got the nerve up to ask her, and the um, conversation was amazing and uh, very inspiring. Lots of good information, lots of um, good philosophical information about being an artist and her work's uh, fantastic. I'm sure most of you know of it, but she uh, she does she does fairies right. Um, yeah, you'll hear in the interview. It's great, great. She's excellent, and we're definitely going to do a part two because we didn't get into a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, so that's coming up. Uh, what have I been up to? What have I been up to this last week? I have been. I finished something for Trekel that I can't talk about, but you'll be seeing that in October. Uh, I also had a resin sale, resin cast sale, and uh, there's still a few pieces. Uh, I haven't haven't promoted it outside of Patreon, but it is public at this point at chetzar.bigcartel.com if you want to pick something up. There's a few pieces that are, you know, they're cheap. They're like 20 bucks. But cool little glow resin pieces and stuff. And, you know, just continuing work on the dystopia book, which we talk about in this episode quite a bit. But uh, uh, it's literally like a week away from going to the printer. We're just waiting to hear back from quotes, uh, quotes from printers. Got one back. Ooh, it ain't cheap. (laughs) Uh, So we're waiting for, you know, competing quotes and and, uh, then I'll choose who we go with uh let's see oh and a painting for the chaos show at copro gallery october 9th i've got uh 13 paintings sold pre-sold so i'm working on those first hopefully i'll get 18 paintings for the show um and uh but i've got uh, about i think uh, nine or ten of them started. You could see if you want to see the progress. I'm posting daily on the progress of these paintings, and they're really cool. I think some of my best. Um, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Chetzar. Uh, so that's about it. If you want to support this podcast, because it is a free podcast for everyone, if you want to help support it to keep it going, you can go to patreon.com slash dark art society get in the private facebook group it's really great um you can do it for just a dollar a month which is super cheap 25 cents an episode because i usually almost always do once once a week post the podcast okay let's see new subscribers there's not many there's a couple i think a lot of deletions (laughs) this month um let's see this is uh Let's see. Uh, we left off at Kevin McInnes. Uh, delete, delete, delete. 
Uh, okay, we got five five bucks by P Monster. Thank you, P Monster. I know who P Monster is. That's awesome that you're supporting. Um, uh, got a deletion and Cat Swartz. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, everybody who supports. Your support makes this podcast happen. I couldn't afford to do it without your support. So um, give yourselves a, a big thank you. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it. My neighbor's doing construction, and I seem to have gotten a, a few minutes here where uh, jackhammer's not going off, so that's great. So I probably should keep this intro short. And anyway, the, the in, uh, interview's great, so you don't want to hear me talking on the intro anyway. I'm sure most people fast forward through this part. I don't blame them. Um, so yeah, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else um, worth talking about. Oh, I was going to do my synesthesia word of the week. I was going to do iris because iris is a strong uh, flavored word. For those who don't know, I have synesthesia where words taste like food of some type. I can't help it. It's just a thing I've had since I was a kid. Didn't realize it until I was maybe 40 years old. Uh, I thought everybody did it. Iris is I, Iris is a strong one, and I was going to do Iris, and I can't think of – I can, I, I have the sensation of the flavor, but I can't think of what it is. It's some kind of like a certain kind of candy, like uh, – some kind of like it's it's almost like you know the lucky charms the little the the marshmallow parts of lucky charms it's kind of like that but there's kind of a candy that's that's like that too i think so it's something like that <laughs> that was a lame one but sorry okay anyway let's get on with it all right uh here we go iris compete hope you enjoy it Hello, Iris. Hi, Chad. Or Edis. Edis, yeah. Edis. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know. I, you know, goddess of mischief, whatever you want to call me, that <laughs> is perfectly fine. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. I love your work. I, you know, I'm I'm on your Patreon. Yeah. Um, I think I joined it quite a while ago when I first got on, and I've yeah. been wanting yeah. to ask you to be on all this time, and we've never really met, so I was kind of nervous about it. But then we were on this panel at um, uh, 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 Vision, Vision X Live, yeah. and you were so cool, and I was so related to your story too. Especially, I really want to get into that your story about how your you know your your this journey of you know almost giving up art and then, you know, doing your own thing. That was amazing. So I was just like, okay, I got to ask her. I got to ask her. And here we are. And here we are. So I'm really excited to have you on. I just, I think your work is so great. And, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, obviously it is because you, you've got um, quotes from Brian Froud and Guillermo del Toro on your website. Yeah. Those people yeah. don't fuck amongst, around. Amongst a couple, yeah. <laughs> That's the real thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> if you get approval yeah, from no. Brian Froud and Guillermo del Toro, 
forget it. Yeah, and Alan Lee and John Howe and and Tony Ditalizzi. So yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> not too shabby. Yeah, <laughs> n- not bad at all. No, it's it's great. I just I love your stuff. And you know, I know you you mentioned something about some of your when I asked you some of your work being dark. I mean, I know we don't only interview dark artists on here. Um, I, I interview all just artists in general, but you do have some. Re- I mean, sir, if you were to cherry pick some of your pieces out and show them, it'd be like, oh, that's a dark artist for sure. You know, some of the some of the yeah. some of the paintings have the to- totally have the dark vibe. So you're yeah. you're the, you're the, you're you've got a foot in that world, I think. I mean, without the darkness, there's no light. So exactly. <laughs> you need to have both and. Um, uh, for me, recently, people are calling me a fairy artist, and and all of a sudden, there's this stigma attached to you that yeah. a fairy artist does pink fairies with glittery <laughs> wings and you know stripy tights and stuff like that. There's people doing that, and it's amazing, and they have a market for it, and they have fans for it. Uh, for me, I go back to the old school, gnarly, totally. deep nature spirits, folklore children getting eaten things like that so um for me that's that's fairy it's darkness right and light. it's it's no good no bad everything is is everything totally 100 um, i mean there's such a a stigma attached to i think to both dark artists or or fairy artists and it's like you can't be both for some reason right i know I like, know it's 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 why? silly. Ultimately, it ends up just being a way to market, you know, which is yeah. with, why I started the podcast and and the, the whole dark art society thing was really just for people that are being marginalized to be like, hey, mm-hmm. check us out too. We're worth something, you know. We're our, <laughs> we're doing cool stuff too. We're not just dumb, you know, whatever horror art. Uh, but um, yeah, your stuff is very earthy. It's like gritty you know it's like gritty yeah. it's not yeah. like you know it's not airy fairy so to speak it's very no, it, like it, it's the real thing it, yeah it depends on on who's looking at the artwork as well i mean i can paint paint a piece and and somebody will look at it and and see a dark dark creature and and think it's bad or or, or dangerous and somebody else will see it's like uh, a benevolent spirit that is 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 guiding you mm-hmm. so it all depends on on the viewer so that i love having that connection with um with the audience in the sense that they are part of the story of the piece totally yeah yeah um, so it, it, it's funny to see how people react to certain things and um well i'm, I'm from europe i'm from the netherlands and i grew up with the dark fairy tales um, the older versions of the Grim fairy tales, for instance, where you know um, the the or the Anderson tales, whatever, uh, where the Little Mermaid turned to sea foam and uh, uh, feet were cut off and hands were cut off and 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 hearts were ripped out and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I grew up with, right? As a child, and I didn't bat bat an eyelash. That was how it went, and I. That still have that. That's still something I want in my art is mm-hmm. that duality of darkness and light, and it, you don't really know if something is good or bad. It's both, right? Just like 
just like hum- humans, we're both. We have our bad traits, we have our good traits, and the mix makes it interesting. I mean, somebody's <laughs> holy good is just boring. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the same with a beautiful picture. If, a, if, if an, a painting is just beautiful, beautiful, technically perfect, it's boring. Right. To me, personally. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, it to have this, this edge, this grit, mm-hmm. this something not quite finished that's why i love brian Froud's work his work is very has that darkness as well yeah very much so and um i remember talking with him about this and he you know it's it it was a wonderful recognition moment of recognition that yes i i feel the same way as you do it doesn't have to be finished it doesn't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and that makes me so you know that's interesting in in the arts so yeah um yeah dark storytelling i think that's (laughs) it i i just yeah there's there's good and bad and 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 i love yeah the grit Mm -hmm. not necessarily um, working on something that's perfect because perfection is the most boring thing in the world unless it's <laughs> nature I think right yeah yeah but nature is perfect in the way that it incorporates everything you yeah. know like chaos and order and like what you we would label good and evil it's like all of that is in nature yeah. so it's like that's sort of oops that's sort of the be- true beauty and perfection yeah. is that mixture so yeah. All we can do as puny humans is try to try to come close to any of that. Like that's what we what we can do. Yeah. Try to. Totally. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that. I'm thinking that's kind of the approach I'm taking with with my artwork, but the but the other way around in a way. It's like you're taking fairies, but you're um, orienting orienting them towards that more gritty, edgy down and dirty, real earthy perspective, Nature. natural yeah. perspective rather than the the sparkles and, and 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 pink sparkles and stuff. And it's and I'm taking monsters which are, you know, the 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 low thing, the evil bad thing or whatever, and then I'm trying to kind of like add the beauty and the uh um uh, uh, uh amp- like a sense of empathy yeah. and things like that. So it's like I'm yeah, humanity in it. trying like, yeah trying to mix those two together so yeah. so it's interesting we're it, that i mean that's when we talked on the panel i felt like a a connection <laughs> like oh yes we're yeah, we're on the same page here <laughs> similar uh, approach to to subject matter that's that's being marginalized in in tradition like in in mainstream media and mainstream audience because when people said like Way back when I started wanting to do, uh, wanting to become a fantasy artist, people assumed I was going to draw dragons and fairies and stuff like that. That was the image people right. had of fantasy artists in the Netherlands. And I got so sick and tired of that question. Like, oh, you draw fairies. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'll never draw fairies unless they're being eaten. Uh, <laughs> That was my answer, and and you know things happened. I started I started drawing fairies, but more of a out of that de- like almost desperation is not the right word, but I felt let down um, by what I saw 
it wasn't that which wasn't a good representation of what I felt that world was like right. um, to me the connection with nature was lost or the connection with I mean look at nature nature is beautiful and destroys everything at mm-hmm. the same time um, the, like we've we've seen floods in Germany just recently mm. and it destroys villages just oh, yeah. water water is doing that so to me there's so much power in in nature and i felt that the approach of fairies was so not strong it was um i mean it works for people that's i'm not dissing no shade on anybody (laughs) who does this to each their own but for me i'm i i miss that connection of the old school um almost old school folklore mm-hmm. storytelling nat- connection with nature and human beings and uh, how we explain things um and i st- you know i started doing fairies again and and all of a sudden now it's like i want to show that fairies are not just what we see right. what disney brings to the screen um, that's just one representation repre- that works for some people. It doesn't work for me. I'm not interested in that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That may. I mean, that's really what it. What it. What it seems like has happened to the whole fairy thing is that it was. It's because, at least, especially in America, um, it's become homogenized because of Disney. Yeah. Basically, really. Yeah. <laughs> don't let. Don't let me go in. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I studied graphic design, and in my final year, I, I did study graphic design because illustration in the Netherlands was very much pushed into a certain uh, area, which wasn't fantasy illustration because mm. that was frowned upon, still right. is, because uh, that's not real a real job, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I I for my final exam, I decided to take one of my favorite stories was Snow White, Schneewittchen und Glückskind, the German, one of the first German um, versions of the stories. Um, I went way back and, 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 and used that version to retell the story and to bring back the oh. meaning of the story instead of the Disney-fied version. Oh, how cool. So I had this whole installation of people entering a room where there was tree bark on the floor, a dark, completely dark, a mirror in front of them, a table in front of them. There was a book there. People were um, were hearing a, a storyteller tell the story, and they got indications that they had to flip a page, and then uh, animations were projected on the table and wow. on the book everything was coming alive that's so and I was cool explaining the story of snow white that the three drops of blood actually mean that there has to be blood in order for a child to be born because mm. the loss of virginity uh menstrual cycle you know mm-hmm. the sperm everything was explained in that story and disney completely erased all of that like, yeah nothing is it, left and yeah, it's just takes the me- basic takes the overall meaning out of it like the yes. important part of the meaning that's like yeah. the story's there to reflect like a deep truth about spirituality yeah. really you know about yeah, the about human that. experience yeah yeah and about these stories were told uh to people they didn't have radio they didn't have tv they didn't have mm-hmm. anything what they did have was telling stories around the campfire before mm-hmm. bed and they had to explain life 
right. and how life worked. And they did that with stories. Yep. And in comes the big black mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and it just erases all this very important meanings. Um, so you can hear that I'm very frustrated with this fact. <laughs> but to make a long story short, I had this thing that ran for 30 minutes, the complete like a multimedia project. Mm. And it was jam-packed every single day of the, the presentation. It's so cool. People came out, they were like, I didn't know. I didn't remember the story was like that. Mm -hmm. And it, I felt so accomplished. <laughs> and <laughs> At that moment, I was like, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to, like, lure people in. I want to take them right. with me on this journey and whatever that is. And, and, and I think you do that, too, with your monsters. You, you, you're showing them something else than what they're used to. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to show them, like, I want to present it in the way that I see them. You know, it's like, yeah. they're cool. <laughs> they're, I feel bad for them when I see them. A lot of times in movies, I'll feel bad for the monster. You know, I, I, I identify with that. I identify with that kind of outsider status that a monster yeah. has. And, but, um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. Taking, you know, Snow White. Oh, Snow White. I want to go check this out. <laughs> and then you have all the real shit in there and like, Oh, <laughs> you kind of like, uh, lure them in that way. That's a great. Yeah, I think there was a birthing scene in there. Oh, wow. I <laughs> A baby's head coming out. Wow. I think that's what this story was about. Hey, we're talking about the Netherlands here, mm -hmm. so it was allowed at school. <laughs> there was no censorship. Right, right, yeah. Nobody complained about it, so, that's so that was great. a disclaimer. But the same with your your monsters. I, you know, from I love them because they're they each have so much personality and they have a story, and I'm like, I want to know. Right. What the day-to-day -day life looks like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I'm doing. You know, that's why I'm doing my dystopia book. Um, I'm for it. I, I uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll definitely send you a copy. Um, I, uh, I I wanted to get into your book, but I also I let's before we get too far into anything, I want to just hear kind of like the basic timeline of your art journey. You know, like <laughs> were you an art kid? you know yeah, was, in school and how you yeah, basically I will, you know i told you about my my daydreaming fairy tales fantasy you know i was constantly just in a different world mm. i grew up as the youngest of uh, a family of three kids so it was Me too. quite yeah yeah i had two <laughs> older brothers so the only girl and uh quite an age difference so i was pretty much uh, or left on my own uh, to, to, to do my thing. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was seven, I mean, I got into uh, the forbidden section of the local library, which was just the adult section we weren't supposed to uh -huh. go in. And there was fairies of Brian Froud and Ellen Lee. Uh -huh. And to me, that was like, oh, my word, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do. Wow. That was dark stuff i i gravitated towards that 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 the kelpie that alan did i mean that's the freakiest kelpie i've ever seen or the jenny to, green teeth i have it's to look just, it up yeah it's just alan did this it's just the the nose of the kelpie that's above the water and it has this little spider in its nose like in its uh, nostril 
and it's just creepy as fuck. Cool. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, um, I had that I, book. We had that book in our house growing up. It was like one of the books that, because my dad was an artist, so five copies by now. <laughs> <laughs> I could never have enough copies of that one. Um, yeah, it's a classic. Did Jenny Greenteeth? Alan did, and then and you know, it's just every single picture in there. I I, I copied and copied and copied. Uh, I want to do that. Um, this is exactly this, like me and monsters. I swear to God, yeah, it's yeah. exactly. It was like, it, it's so weird. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was this kid that watched Jaws at a very early age because my brothers were older. Right. So I was there as a teeny tiny blonde kid. Um, <laughs> I was a teeny tiny blonde kid too. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I was. <laughs> like little. little um, uh, red ribbons in your hair? <laughs> no, but I had long blonde hair. My mom let me. It was the seventies. My mom let me grow my hair, and I was totally a blonde, blonde-haired kid, <laughs> and little too. <laughs> we're, you know, we're family. That's <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know you. You know, I was watching Jaws, and people were like, "Yeah, you need to go to bed." Well, no, I need to, you know, watch till the end because I then <laughs> then I can sleep because then it's dead. And I told, I remember telling my dad that I wanted to be. Uh, working on a movie and have my name on the t- title, the end sequence, mm-hmm. and that was like I pointed to to the the screen. It's like that's one day my name will be. Wow. <laughs> um. So you know, monster movies. I love Dracula. Like that's my. I, it's cliche. I know, it's but great. It's, it's a classic. The classic, and it's so good. And, yeah. Um. You know, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, got tons of his books and, and, and stuff like I grew up with all these dark Victorian stories mm-hmm. and, and, and you know the penny dreadfuls and stuff stuff like that yeah yeah Love it. but um, like I said fantasy and horror and stuff like that isn't a thing in or wasn't a thing in the Netherlands or at school at art school so I was basically told well you know you can't do that hmm that's not what we're going to teach you. So I decided, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to study graphic design. So I have a have a job. I can mm-hmm. do a job. I can do that in my, my day job. And I don't have to worry about money because that's a steady paying day job. And on the evenings and in the weekends, I'll work on my illustration jobs. And I did that for 16 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I... So I that's didn't realize my, that. my my thing to people is like, do not apologize for having a day job ever. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it allowed me to take on the jobs that I really liked and really wanted and mm-hmm. not having to worry about does this pay enough to pay the rent? Right. Because I had a steady paying day job. Yeah. It took me seven and years it, once I decided to get out of the... I, I had the day job for seven years, so I was like... Yeah. Working two jobs basically for seven years. Yeah, yeah, me too. Sixteen years. Wow. But I, I mean, it gave me graphic design. Gave me so much information about yeah. printing and and book oh, design. Oh, I would, I would love. Yeah, I would love to know have your graphic design knowledge because I'm not good at graphic design, <laughs> and it's like I know it's like a, it's a really cool skill to have. It is a, a, a definitely a skill to have, especially when you're doing books because, or or working with printers. Because some printers just sell you bullshit. Yeah. And I can come in and say, 
I know what you're telling me is untrue. <laughs> so do this differently because I know I can. It can be done. Right. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of artists doing all these art books and they're... The design is just not doing that are any justice. Like, well, that, yeah, yeah. That's why I I have a, de a design a graphic designer, yeah. and she she yeah. is so good. She did my first book, and she's just amazing. So I, instead of like trying to teach myself graphic design, I don't have nope, I'm like no, fifty. No. I'm gonna be fifty four. Nope. I'm too old to to learn graphic design <laughs> at this point. So it's like she's excellent. She does, and she she did the dystopia book like better than I could have imagined. So, yeah. so, and she knows printing, so I don't have to worry about that. So no, no, no one's going to pull the wool over her eyes, I mean, but that's, that's amazing that you can do that for yourself. That's pretty, pretty amazing. It's, it's, it's a nice thing after 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for it. That's for sure. I, I paid for it, paid for it in tenfold, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a good skill to have. And uh, I'm, I've been lucky to help, to be able to help some friends as well but it, yeah it definitely uh, if if artists want to do an art book do you know do yourself a, a, a favor and get a good designer mm -hmm. on board pay for that designer yeah. and its skills and you worry about the art because right. the art book is going to be your portfolio it's going to be your business card and if it looks shit it'll be shit mm -hmm. I, i'm not going to deny that but I digress. <laughs> I think I was talking about my art journey. Um, but during that 16 years, I tried to, uh, you know, carve out an, an, a career in the arts. And um, I was not getting anywhere. Like, nothing I did was getting the eyes on the art or, well, or finding well, it. What kind of stuff were you doing? Uh, I was doing a lot of darker stuff i huh. uh and and still love it like i still have my 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 freaks family i i did a <laughs> series of weird freaky people <laughs> with us uh, like one of conjoined twins and, uh -huh. and all that kind of jazz and even i did a misfortune teller which was basically yeah that's I, great <laughs> I, I wanted to do like I like the concept of a misfortune teller. Yeah, that's amazing. It tells your your misfortune rather than your fortune. Because yeah. if you know your misfortune, you'll know that everything else is going to be your fortune. Right. <laughs> rather know my misfortune <laughs> than my fortune. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. Uh, but I was doing a lot of that and I was trying to... I think I basically was too preoccupied with what people thought I wanted or what uh, yeah. I think people wanted to see from me. That's a trap. It's It's never worked. It's never worked for me. I've tried it a few it, times and it never worked. It never does. It never does. It doesn't do anything for anyone. I was trying to do digital, mm -hmm. which digital and me, I'm trying to learn it again. I, I, I see there's, there's potential in it, um, but I do not love digital. Right. Um. I, I, you know, I have high, lots of respect for people who can wield it like masters. I suck at it. It's just going to be plain and simple. It's just, for me, it's dead to me. Mm. It's, I do not have the contact with my paper, my canvas, my paint. I know, paint. I, I know. need that tactility. I need to feel. 
the paint dried over the surface. And it's like, it's almost like having a conversation or having a relationship with the material and having this back and forth. Definitely. I mean, that's not happening in digital. Yeah. 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 I got, I did digital. I started digital as well. Like when I was first starting out and I, cause I learned it from my job. But I was also into it. Like, I was into it. And I am into yeah. it. I like it. I, I, it's the, the possibilities are so endless. It, it was really fun. But um, I, I ended up getting really into digital on 3D animation and all that mm-hmm. stuff and modeling. And I, and I did a bunch of stuff for Tool, like their background projections. Yeah. And then I put this DVD out. And I so burned myself out creating this DVD that I kind of was like, oh, I just, I'm going to paint. I got to take a break. That was too much. And and then when I got the feeling of the paint, I kind of realized yeah. or remembered what I'd been missing. And yeah. I was never able to go back to it. I was never able to go back. And I, I, I use it now for like any, any way it enhances my painting. Yeah. You know, it's great for taking a photo in the middle of a painting and then bringing it into Photoshop to try something out without fucking the painting up. You know what I mean? To make sure it's going to work. Yeah. Oh, it works so good because you can adjust the colors and go, you know, or background or something's yeah. not right. I need to look at this differently. It's really helpful in that way. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I need that feeling. I need the smell, yeah. the paint. I just, I mean, just getting it on your hands and just the. F- I mean, there, there's something, something magical. Yeah, definitely. It's just working. I mean, just opening a tube of oil paint. Like I have this wonderful lead white in my studio. Toxic as shit. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, lead um, white is so amazing. It's so amazing. It, it's just magic. It and is. You see things evolve underneath your hands, and it's just there's like I have never had that feeling with digital, and it, there's a disconnect. It's it's probably because it's a screen in front mm-hmm. between me. Yeah. Artwork. I'm not sure what it is, but you know I tried it and. I couldn't connect to it. I was just being uh, a, a very bad copy of other people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like my my art was just. Uh, <laughs> I I wouldn't call it shit because I <laughs> still think there's there's beauty in there and I still believe that there's good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just people weren't ready to see it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wasn't getting hired. So I wasn't getting jobs. And I was like, okay, well, I was burnt out by the day job. I had a carpal tunnel in my arm. I was completely like, what even? Saw my dream just go to shit, mm-hmm. basically. And that was the moment I was like, okay, well, I hate art at the moment. And that moment made me so, so sad. I bet. I was like, I set out to do this because I absolutely freaking loved painting and drawing and doing and and creating creatures that I've never seen before. And um, I allowed that to be taken away from me. I Mm -hmm. I allowed that. so something clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done performing for social media. Yeah. I'm done being your monkey. I'm done performing as a circus clown. I'm just going to do my thing mm-hmm. because I want to do it however I want to do it. And I don't care. Like I'll I'll put it online. If you like it, 
fine. If he don't, fine. Uh, <laughs> no skin on my back. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's where I hit on, on something that was true. And, and we talked about that in the panel as well. The authenticity was all of a sudden back. I, I felt empowered in my own voice and my own um, artistic world i think i this is me right and if right. you don't like it you know that's not my problem yeah exactly <laughs> so, i'm not gonna make excuses for you not liking what i'm doing you don't have to watch are you it. not you liking it. yeah you're not liking who i am because it's like this is yeah. who i am if you don't like it I, I can imagine people don't like me that's i i don't like myself sometimes <laughs> there's moments in the month i'm like oh man i couldn't live with you <laughs> well usually that's when i fuck up with a painting yeah <laughs> stay away stay away but yeah that that moment was the the eye openers like why am i letting the you know the 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 drive for a social media following or the big jobs, mm -hmm. the the awards, everything, like every glittery thing that's been is dangled in front of you when you're you're starting out in this career. You have to have a name and you have to be big and you have to do this and have to do that. Fuck all that shit. Fuck it. it fuck it. It's it's the art. It's the yeah. art that needs to be done. And if that means that nobody sees it, then nobody sees it. It's like what Van Gogh did. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, he, he painted whatever he wanted. Yep. Nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Van Gogh. But, <laughs> but, I don't want to cut off my ear and, and stuff like that. But he still did it. Yeah. And um, it's probably not the best example, but uh, in, 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 in basic idea is the same it's just do it for you yeah i mean Nobody... i feel like it's your like whatever your thing is your true artistic passion that's kind of like your lot in life it's like you have to honor that and do that thing and you know, some people are lucky because it, that thing that you are doing happens to be in style at the time. Sometimes other people like Van Gogh, Van, Van Gogh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Dutch name. Yeah, it's a this is for all you Americans. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's an intense language. But, you know, <laughs> his lot in life was like people weren't ready for it. It's like that's the way it goes nope. you know it's but you have to do your thing because like like it was such an important point on the panel about that you're talking about about authenticity that people people oftentimes that's the main thing that the people are drawn to about your artwork is that they yeah. know that you mean it i mean to me yeah. that makes all the difference if i know an artist a musician a band uh it means it like they really are trying yeah. that means a lot to me yeah you know, that means a lot to me more than technical proficiency or anything it's like knowing that they truly believe in what they're doing it's like you know it's something it's makes art art yeah really. and it shines through i think yeah uh, 
this is not me saying that you have to suffer for your art because I don't believe in that bullshit. No, no. Me, me either. <laughs> I do not advocate for suffering for your art. That's bullshit. That's toxic bullshit that's mm -hmm. been... Don't do it. Like, no. don't. No. <laughs> no. No. Don't crunch. Don't do all that stuff. Just, no. Be, like, we, we want to be artists for a very, very long time and you have to do that and then take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, when somebody is doing their authentic self, their that something that's truly them, you can see it, you can feel it. I, it sounds weird, but um, somebody like it's almost like something of you is in there. Right. With, yeah. Absolutely. Like, a piece of you is in there. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I don't really do commissions all that much. Like, I do not enjoy doing commissions because it's basically somebody else telling me what I should paint. And right. I'm like, ah, you know, this is what I make. You can either buy it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take on the, I've gotten to a point where I'll take commissions if it's something that I would have painted anyway or something that yeah. seems like fun to paint or something that I would like, I could yeah. add something to, but I've got no interest in doing something that I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah. What's that? You're not going to paint pink fairies? Not pink fairies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do something I'm not going to do a good job at either and not enjoy it at the same time. So you might surprise yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I did a pink frame recently with a pink background. I've painted pink before. <laughs> pink is good. Yes. Now, I, I, completely, I, I completely agree with you because um, – but – I, I do get the questions, can you paint my child with wings? And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I you can't. <laughs> Only if you pay me 5,000 euros. <laughs> yeah, charge more for the ones you don't want. <laughs> Make and it worth your while. Like, oh, well, no, yeah, that's a bit too much. Well, you know, okay. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 actually a bit afraid of one day somebody will tell me like, oh yeah, sure, here's the five thousand euros. I'm like, shit, yeah. I should have lost eight thousand. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, think I need to up my prices. Sometimes though, this is what's good about working in the in the film industry. I found is that when you're forced to do something outside of your wheelhouse, is it does kind of build skills that you might not have like oh, yeah. I, you know that's one of the benefits of taking on something that you wouldn't normally do and i had to do that a lot in the movie business you know but and i ended up learning about you know all kinds of weird different like animal anatomy and stuff i would have probably never bothered with unless i had to <laughs> for the job you know so yeah, it's kind of yeah. beneficial in that way but this rings true because i've i'm, I'm recently started some concepting and uh, I've I've definitely been doing things that I've never mm -hmm. done before. It's like oh, <laughs> I've learned things, and I can incorporate that in my. So that's that's part of being an artist, I think, is just keeping keeping yourself um, like refreshed and and learning new things every because it's too easy to just to sit there and do the same thing that's that's working over right, and over and over right. again. But I mean. We hope to live till I don't know how how what what the age my I I'd like to to become 111. That would be um, nice. In good health, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but we'll see what where that goes. And um, if if I 
if I knew that I, I wouldn't be able to learn from now till then, man, that would be hell on earth. Oh, yeah. Just being stagnant all the time. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's why I, that's why I do tackle, that's why I love doing traditional art before, for instance, because I try to learn new things every single year. I, you know, I never worked with gouache. Um, I mm. want to learn gouache. Yeah. I never worked with oil paints. I, I took an, a basic oil painting course at, an, at, at a classical atelier and went the, to the basics. Oh, cool. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And just doing things that you're not used to doing or yeah, I've taken up sculpting. Yeah, and excellent. That's why I love. I mean, I love your frames. I love the idea that your frames are part of the artwork, mm. and it's not a store bought thing, but it tells it. The story continues on the frame, right. <laughs> and I think that's just genius. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's it, at this point I have to. I, I started doing custom frames just as like a little extra. Be cool. This would be cool to do, and now it's. I have to do it. It's part of the thing now. It's like I can't not, I can't sell a painting with a with a normal frame now. I have to add at least something to it. You made it. You, <laughs> you fucked yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now I got to do a, you know casting and resin for every frame. It's all good though. I've got it. I've got it. A part of the routine of of the work day. There's casts going on and stuff. So, uh, it's good. I'm glad to do it. I'm. You know, I got to do a new one. I got a show in October. I got to do a new corner for that and some other appliques to it also. Awesome. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so uh, I uh, I want to talk about your book because that was the other thing that we had in, in <laughs> common is this book. And, I, and I, I, I'm sure yeah. it wasn't – it can't possibly be as big of a hell situation as my book was. My book was – like a terrible, painful, awful birth that took <laughs> five years longer than it should have. Um, it was it, oh, it was so stressful. I, I I did this Kickstarter, like you did as well. Yeah. I and I thought it would take me six months, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this t it ended up t being it's like in the fifth year now. Luckily, yeah. everyone's been cool about it. So most people, 99.9% .9 of the people, yeah, but yeah, man, the, yeah, yeah. But literally the first two years I could not, it, it was all, you know, cause it's a field guide for my painting. So it was yeah. all this cross referencing and trying to find a format and I could not get my head around it. I couldn't get my head around it. I just am not like that. So I had this, my friend, Mike Carell, who directed the documentary about me, he, he's a gr excellent writer a writer first before a documentarian. And so he, he helped, he did all the text, which was helpful. But even when he writ, wrote all the text, we went through, he interviewed me about the paintings. We knew all the information. He gave me the text and then it, but it was like organizing it. I just couldn't do it. I yeah. had this crazy block and it really fucked me up. Like a yeah. couple of years, I was so stressed. And then it finally clicked. Then I really started working on it. Now it's done, essentially. I yeah. mean, it's literally, uh, uh, you know, it could go to print in a week or so, I think. So how was your experience? <laughs> it wasn't um, that bad, right? <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but yeah, 
hearing your story, I'm like, oh, you should have done that before you got the Kickstarter going. Oh, totally, totally. Um, Absolutely. I, I know I, every I, mistake now. Yeah, I know every I mistake. Your, your stress is definitely heightened by the knowledge of you have so many people depending on you and, yep. and waiting on you, and yep. that weighs on you uh. tremendously, and that just grinds everything to a halt. So if you've had, you know, if you've done that grunt thing before, right, yeah. and then... Okay. that wouldn't have been any problem i know, I know. Uh, but that's hindsight yeah i and didn't know i'd never made a book myself before no, so i didn't know anything about it you know for me it was um in 2017 i i was like okay people were asking me about all these mermaids and fairies i'd done and they're all different and little stories what what will you do with them it's like oh well you know maybe i'll do a book and I had no, you know, I didn't think anybody was waiting to, for another fairy book. Like, it's it's also a field guide kind of book. Mm -hmm. It's not a fairy fairy book. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's more of a way to, to find, to look at the world with extraordinary eyes, like you did as a child. You right. know, Just look at things that are normal and see things that are you know what you did as a kid mm -hmm. and it's just it's just the book is just meant to kickstart that imagination and we don't really need that as artists mm -hmm. but there's tons of people who love these books and love these stories when they were a child and have lost their way in in right. a sense so that's that's basically the the idea behind the book mm. um but i had all these sketches and all these teeny tiny snippets of stories in my Instagram post. So I was collecting those Instagram posts and just, okay, well, I need to flesh this out a bit more. Uh, and I'm not a writer. This is not my native language. I do not, do, you know, I'm, I'm Dutch, so um, I wrote everything in English. Obviously, you need an editor on that because right. I don't always pronounce things or, or write things down as they should be. My vocabulary is not as big. Um so yeah, there were all these things I had to, to keep in mind and um, I didn't think it would be a success. That was my main thing. I didn't think this would be funded at all. I didn't think that. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> it, it was enormous, yeah. It, it's like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll sell 300 books and I'll have 500 made. So I had quotes from my printer for 500 books and you know that kind of stuff um and then the 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 kickstarter went live on june 21st of 2017 and i was still posting on social media saying hey it's live now when it was completely funded wow people were just texting me like ah oh, you made it you made it and i was just crying behind my computer right. <laughs> and i made this freaking big mistake because i was like nobody's gonna see this nobody's gonna do this so i had this exclusive 48 hour deal where i would give people a free sketch uh -huh. if they first 48 hours and obviously everybody back that kind that tier <laughs> and i was like no no and i saw those it's like i did 700 unique sketches oh my god 700 yeah. books and it's like, I did that in th three months and packaged 2,500 copies in three months all by myself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I, I I did keep I did went over my estimate a little bit because you know we ended up doing forty eight pages extra and I had to make art for that. Um, so I, I ended up like six months over estimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, people complained, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. I, People are even complaining about the new edition that's coming out like next month. Uh, in the US, it's going to be August 17th. Um, and I believe in the UK and stuff like the rest of the world, it's going to be September somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are forgetting that we're in a pandemic. Right. And there is a paper shortage. There is a shipping container shortage. I know. So all these... And people are like, where's my book? Where's my book? And I'm like, sorry, but it is fine. <laughs> but we're, you know, pandemic, less people. <laughs> um, but my Kickstarter was reasonably okay. Um, got in trouble with shipping because my shipping company that I was working with all of a sudden decided to triple the cost of shipping the book right so people pay a certain amount at you know oh yeah I'm... yeah and all of a sudden i saw myself having to pay triple for shipping and i was like this is going to bankrupt me this is going to kill me financially oh, yeah. i'm going to completely eat shit on my shipping cuz now shipping you know insane. Sh- shipping's insane no you know even usps is insane at this point so yeah I'm just yeah. gonna have to eat it. I don't know. Somehow the money will come for the extra. It's, you know, it's that's why I do not like. Um, I'm planning on some new projects. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm working on an oracle deck for oh, the cool. fairy, and I'm working on a new book. It's gonna take some time, obviously, but I have tons and tons of ideas. But the oracle deck is definitely going to be the next big thing, and I want to do completely new work for all the cards. So it's not gonna be the same stuff. It's new work, but that's gonna probably gonna be a Kickstarter as well because I love the idea of a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. But um, with all the new EU laws and Brexit and everything, it's oh, like I'm yeah. not even in a hurry to do any of it because i know how stressful it is yeah it is is so stressful um and yeah you know i i love doing it it was an amazing experience and i'm very grateful for for all the backers that that showed their support and i mean all of a sudden you wake up and there's guillermo del toro retweeting your artwork yeah that's amazing and all of a sudden on a Sunday evening I'm just chatting with Guillermo talking about which piece he wants from me and I'm like he tells me make it exceptional and I'm like dude <laughs> dude why did you say that like I get none I know you have Rackham in your collection now you're saying me telling me make it exceptional, <laughs> make it exceptional. no pressure <laughs> no pressure then you know after two days of hiding under my table it's like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna do my thing if you don't think it's except it's exceptional that's your problem <laughs> you hate me here it is <laughs> that's amazing so, very 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 
um, bold, but I was just, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the bin somewhere or no way. The toilet or, you know, one of hid away in the staircase no way no way in the basement somewhere no way no way no way <laughs> i don't care it's somewhere there <laughs> he hangs everything he hangs everything i've been there it's like everywhere yeah wall yeah, to wall like, to crazy oh, man, how much can i fit underneath my my, my <laughs> underneath my underneath my jacket what can <laughs> with me? Nah, so, it's, it's you know it's been a Hasn't been as, as hellish as yours, but packing 2,500 books, doing yeah, 700 sketches in three months during a heat wave hasn't been a picnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Also, there's so, so, much, so many logistics as well. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, you know, storing them. Oh, I'm going to get them yeah. delivered to my house. It's going to probably fill all of my garage and probably throughout the house in different rooms because it's like I got to put these things somewhere until I can ship them out. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't put them in my house because those those books, my house isn't built for that amount of weight. Right. Um, your foundation is not built for that. So. I know. My house <laughs> like, is like a 20, 1922 also. It's really well built, though. It's a really good house. But yeah. I, garage is on concrete. I could probably get – it's just going to be my whole – I've got a one-car garage. Yeah. It's going to be the whole garage probably. Because I have my old book, which I got, I I um, was able to acquire the last 500 books from the, mm-hmm. the guy who published my first book, and that takes up about, you know, a third of the garage. So um, it's probably going to take. I'm probably, you know, it's probably going to end up. I'm going to be getting at least 1,500 books, maybe 2,500. I only I only sold. It was like I think nine hundred backers total. Yeah. So you know I don't have to put get I don't have to do twenty five hundred books like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nine hundred piece of cake. You're like I could do nine hundred standing on my head. Nine hundred's nothing. (laughs) Once you get once you get past a thousand, I'm sure it's like, oh my god, I still have to do fifteen hundred. There's a rhythm to it. At one point, you get into it as written, and it's quite nice to have you know you have your your i I put my stephen king books on and i was just doing my thing it was i had a system yeah 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 i i know how that is i've got some help too i'll have help doing that um yeah but even even i mean insurance i had you have to insure those books because if there's there's fire if there's water damage if there's i mean even if a, a rodent gets in it and it munches on your books. That's your, that's value. Yeah, yeah, right. People forget about all these teeny tiny things. Yeah. Um, it, and it's easy to forget, but it's so, so realistic. Something can happen. Right. All right, now you got me scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, it just, these are things that, you know, I had it's to true. Read. It's true. I had to rent a storage unit because I don't have the room in my home to, mm-hmm. to, to store anything. I don't have a garage or anything. Um, and the shed I have is not watertight. So I, you know, storage unit. And then, okay, there's there's 2,500 books. That's f- for a couple of thousand backers. 
they paid money for those right. books. So that that those books are if that something happens to them, I need to pay for that. Right. And if I'm not insured, it it comes out of my pocket. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. I, might be blonde, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> so I want what? Well, um, tell me about the Oracle deck. Yeah. Are you? Are, what? what, what, what <laughs> no, no. What? Uh, 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 I guess my 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 real question is: Are you magically oriented? Are you into into stuff like that, or is this more of a, a an art thing? Um. So I suck at the reading tarot mm-hmm. or Oracle or anything like that. Like I'm not, I love knowing more. I love getting into, into it and, and, and reading about it and, and experiencing it. I suck at it doing it myself. Okay. <laughs> so, but I do feel that there's, um, so with everything I do, every image I create, there is there's hidden meaning, there's story there, there's something there. And I feel that an Oracle deck would be a really great way of, um, you know, uh, elaborating on that, Mm. like really focusing on that part rather than a fixed story. Right. Um, But trying to, like, it's, it's almost pushing myself further in storytelling in a piece without actually using words right don't know if that makes any sense but that's how way i want to um push myself um and i chose to focus on the oracle deck rather than a tarot deck because i feel tarot is so much more like um, bound to certain aspects that need to be in the cards and stuff like mm-hmm. that whereas oracle can be very free and right. interpreted right um and I just, I'm not ready to do a tarot deck. Right, I know. That's what and people I, tell I, me. Do a tarot deck. I'm like, you know how long a tarot deck would t- do? Yeah, it's a couple <laughs> of years. That's, that's a couple of years yeah, of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new, new artwork. Yeah. And I, I want to do this well, and I want to do it I want to do it justice, because I, I do want to take the community. Um, it's not like, oh, well, this is successful. Let's do it, because I want to rake in the money. Right. That's bullshit. That's not like that's not the and that's not the goal at all. That's never. It's the just goal. a cool. It, it would. It's a cool project that you want to do. It is a cool project. It's a project that pushes me further, pushes me out of my comfort zone, because mm. it 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 forces me to think about the art what may way work more than I'm already doing, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And I just you know I feel I feel there's uh, there's maybe a vacancy for that there's maybe a hole in that maybe people like it maybe mm-hmm. they don't we'll see what happens <laughs> so how, how do you how do you go about designing the pieces for the deck is it uh, is it an intuitive process is it like yeah. okay okay for me that is definitely and i need to be in the right mind space or mindset or space or whatever which i haven't been in the past couple of years due to covid because i'm stuck in my my studio and usually i go out and mm. you know wonder about which is like everybody else i can't do now um so i haven't been able to 
to do that much. Um, but yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm writing down what I want to have, like what the cards need to be or mean or or right. you know what what certain creatures um, like have what what they have what they tell us you know right right um and pro it's more of a, I, I i write down like you said about your sketchbooks you write down ideas and it's more keywords it's not like it has to be i don't thoroughly think out everything i do it's just it happens it's right so, and that's what I mean with the mindset or the, the the state of mind you have to be in. Um, I can't be dealing with uh, taxes or right, know, right. that kind of stuff. I need to zone out and just be with the work. It's it's almost like meditation. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you recognize that when you're doing um, traditional art or creating art. It's just that's a relaxation. It's just chill if you're not working for clients or something no deadline oh man that's just the best feeling ever oh yeah and not not only that it really is a form of meditation and 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 one of the cool things that um that creating art in that way like from your heart it's like a it becomes like a map to your own psyche yeah if you, you know, it took me a long time to realize, to realize this. And it's almost like you can read your body of work as aspects of your, of what's going on in your head and kind of like your true self or, or, yeah. you know, your deepest parts of yourself. It's a trip. It's, it's like a, it's a, and if you think about what a, what a valuable tool we're so fortunate as artists to have that, to be able to do that. Cause a lot of people yeah. can't do that cause they can't express themselves in that way. So, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really a gift in that way that you can understand yourself better through your own artwork. Yeah. And, and it's mostly it's sometimes it's, or in my case, it's usually in hindsight. Oh, totally um, in hindsight. hundred percent. Definitely in hindsight. And, and it's, it's, it, I mean, this is what I mean with, when I say a piece of my soul is in there because mm -hmm. um, like the cover I did for fairies of the fold lines, the new cover, people are like, is that you? And no, it isn't me. I didn't paint myself for the cover, but apparently I painted myself. For right. the cover. <laughs> I, I, I didn't look at anything. Um, I had no model. I had no, this was just, this flowed on the paper. Um, and there's the similarities between me and what's on the cover, which is funny. Um, so maybe that is a piece of my soul. Maybe I am like a guardian that, you know, yeah. wants you to stay on the path. So, so yes. Don't stray. Respect the fairies or yeah. you'll be in trouble. You'll be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but but seriously, it kind of gives you more insight to who you are in a yeah. way you know really it's like you can look instead of because it's hard to judge ourselves subjective or uh, objectively because it's so mm. subjective and, and there's so much baggage with our personalities and our traumas and this and that but you can judge the painting you made 
because you know that this character is this, 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 and this, and it does this and blah, blah, blah. And then you just transpose that onto yourself. And it's like, oh, I yeah. didn't. And then you look at yourself in a new way and like, wow, maybe I am this guard. You know, I never real, never thought about myself being this, a guardian of what? I mean, it's like, what do the fairies represent in the myth- yeah. mythologically or archetypally? What do they represent? Yeah. And then you go, okay, well, in a sense, I'm, I'm, you know, so does that make me kind of like a guardian to help, and, and, you know, guard against oh, the, these types of things for the viewers. Yeah. And all that information I want to put into this Oracle deck. Right. That is, for me, that's a logical, uh, everybody wants to have the next book. Everyone wants to, to, to read more stories. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll do something else now because yeah, I want to do, this is not just one book. This is, this is work of a lifetime. This right. is the world is you know uh who knows virtual reality game anyone right. i, I, I want to do it that's like, my big plan for dystopia is the virtual yeah. vr game it used to be a movie or a netflix series and now nope, it's like oh vr reality. would be amazing yeah yeah oh me my too. god I, i've got one of those uh oculus things yeah me too <laughs> it's so freaking cool and i was like this is this this is the next thing for fairies of fold lines. This totally. is yep. This is gonna happen. <laughs> do you have do you have the game In Death Unchained by any chance? I don't. It's so good. It's my favorite <laughs> one out of all of them. In Death Unchained. It's a ma- it's a bow and arrow game, and you're and you're 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 in the afterlife. And base, it's kind of like you're a, a bunch of. It's like a weird maze of ca- like a castles all connected in heaven. I love it already. Yeah, like in heaven, <laughs> it's like floating in the air, and you're traveling through. And there's like all these kind of grim reaper types and evil knights and ghosts, and it's like you have to kill them with the bow and arrow. It is so fun. Oh my god, it's the one game that that I have not strayed from since I got it. Oh, so, I, I, I need and, to check that one but out. But the graphics are like, it'll inspire you big time for, for oh, you know, cool. how you can relate it to your world. Because that's kind of what I did. I was like, oh, my God, this would be, yeah. I could see, I could see dystopia kind of like this, you know, so. I mean, it, it seems such a logical thing. And I love that we live in this time where, where that is possible and, and that we can create worlds where people actually can. I know. Enter. And that's what I love about, like, that's why I'm an artist. That's why I want to keep pushing myself further. And, if you know, um, think about new things. Think about what can I do to enhance the, the experience of people. Right. Like, I that's just, what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's what every artist, especially people in that, in the fantasy realm, fantasy realm, want to do. But I just had a realization. I just had a realization. <laughs> I got to tell you, um, <laughs> when I first, it, when I in 1987, I was a young man. I first tripped. <laughs> it was this period <laughs> where I tripped, um, and I had this vision in my head. My eyes closed. Really weird vision. And I was like, ah, oh, so amazing. I was watching it like a movie, and I was like, I yeah. wish I could show this to people, but I can't show it to people. It's so I could, you know, at the time it was like, oh, what would I would have to like hire a movie crew and make a movie of this little one minute thing. Then I got into digital animation and I was like, oh, I'm going to animate it. 
So I animated it and tools used it ever, you know, it was the first animation they used, and I think they still use it. And, but now it just occurred to me, I could do that in VR and then it could be yeah. like, just like I experienced it. That would be so yeah. cool. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, this is just, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. And that's just so exciting. And obviously you can't do this by yourself. You need people that actually know how that, that right. works. Uh, but you know, find the people. Well, that's, that. you know, you've got uh, anybody's listening. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing though. That's the thing. It's like you've got this big following now, you know. So there's probably a lot of people. There's probably a lot of people that ordered the book that work in the entertainment industry or work in that field. I mean, yeah, just, there, there's. I saw when I was packaging those books, I was like, oh, no, really. <laughs> I mean, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. There you go. Yeah. And then, hey, Guillermo, so then can you hook me up with a VR person? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't dared ask him. <laughs> like, yeah, he's busy enough. But, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be objecting to him, you know, working with me on Ferris of the Fault Lines, the movie. Oh, totally. <laughs> There's darkness then, in there, <laughs> <laughs> throwing it out into the universe. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely sending him my book when I get done. That's like the first thing I want to do. It's like, yeah. I don't even want to talk to him about it until I can show him the book. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get yeah. an idea because well, he has the first one. He's gonna and, and get the second one as well. Yeah, as a reminder, uh, and then when as then a he, reminder, he, hey, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> After he gets it, you can send an email. Hey, I was thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's, and that, and it all happened because I just decided to not give a shit about. I anything. know this is this is <laughs> the important message of the podcast. We should come back yeah. to this point because I was actually gonna. Um, ask you uh, you know a lot of times i'll ask ask our successful artists what your advice is to aspiring artists because a lot of young aspiring artists listen to this podcast and i would imagine you would say don't give a shit about what people think of you and just do the thing that you want to do yeah Am but I also right? don't be an asshole about it like oh definitely there's, there's, <laughs> there's subtlety to this um because I get this question so often, and I think you get the same one. Is where, how do I get to where you are? Right. There is no answer to that question mm -hmm. because my road is not like it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in five years. Yes, my career wasn't like it tanked in 2016, and we're in 2021, and I'm in a completely different uh, situation. That doesn't mean that my career started in 2017. Right. I, I've i been on the, this path for very, very long. Um, and I, I, I took a lot of wrong turns and I took a lot of detours and side quests and, you know, all that jazz. Um, but that was my road. And somebody else can try this and it could be completely different totally. but it comes back to authenticity do what makes you you don't try to be the next chat czar because there's one chat already and that's enough uh, <laughs> trust me <laughs> my wife would agree <laughs> but this, this is what john howard told me it's like i am he was like 
I, I asked him, like, there's so many people so much better than I am and still are. There's thousands of people such so so much better than uh, than I am or ever will be. And he told me, yeah, that's true. There's more. There's a lot of artists that are way better than you are. There's also a lot of artists that aren't as good as you are. And there's only one Iris competes. Right. Right. Just be the best Iris you can be. And that's advice that I've always kept in mind. It's like I I'm I'm here to do what I need to do, what I need to do for myself, um, and create art that I want to see in this world and nothing else. Like I I I love your monsters, but that doesn't mean I want to do your right, monsters. Right. Absolutely. I like, you know, I like, I, I love painting monsters, but they will always be different. Right. There's yeah. no sense, you know. Oh, um, I, yeah. Now this comes up all the time. This is a common yeah. thing on the podcast. It's like everybody, people, everyone. Uh, okay. As far, especially when it comes to oil painting, I always say they already did it way better than you'll ever do it. And back when there was no electricity, and no toilet paper and you know just in in times that you probably would have a really tough time just living they already yeah. did it they already reached the pinnacle you'll never do better than the old masters so but the one thing that you have that they don't have is your own perspective and your own vision and so it's not about doing it as the best it can be done anymore nope. because it's already been done so why would why would you need to do it the best unless that's I don't know. You're driven to that or whatever, but the but the real value of an artist is to have a new, unique perspective that is only your perspective, your vision, and nobody else's. That's the special thing. Yeah, and you have the 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 advantage of having the knowledge of those in front. Of you. Exactly. Before, I mean, you're you're standing on the shoulders of giants. Exactly. Um, why like if, if you're a sculptor and you want to sculpt in marble you want to be a marble sculptor face it you're never gonna be as good as bernini no, never, never gonna back no. that. like never Mm-mm. don't even i've seen those sculptures in real life yeah there is no chance in hell it doesn't get better than it bernini. doesn't <laughs> you know it's it like it doesn't mean you can't you know try and do your thing and do it amazing. You can still do amazing. You yep. can do a masterpiece. And, you know, it doesn't need to be as good as Bernini. It just needs to be your masterpiece. Because I yep. guarantee you there's going to be people that are going to like you better than Bernini. Because they yep. resonate with your work. You know, yep. they might be like, you know, I, I might prefer, uh, I don't know, like a Giger to a Rembrandt or something. You know, it's yep. like... It's my taste, so I resonate with the certain. Even though I realize the Rembrandt's way more technically amazing, uh, technically proficient, whatever. Still, it's like that's not that's not my thing. This is that the Giger's my yeah. thing, or whatever is your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's just you know, so many, and that's I think that's I'm not sure, but social media definitely didn't help <laughs> young people are or, or hear me talk i'm 42 young people yeah. <laughs> young'uns. no um, 
people are so hung up on on numbers and following and and you know getting somewhere before a certain age. Right. I was 37 when my career finally started to happen. Mm-hmm. 37, deemed too old. Yeah. For industry standards. Well, you know, fuck me. <laughs> I I'm still here. I'm doing it. I'm taking jobs. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. I didn't start painting till I was 33. I didn't make the decision like I'm going to learn teach myself to paint and be a, a fine artist until it, I was 33. It doesn't matter when you do it, just do it. Yeah. And uh, I'm you know using a slogan from somebody else, but <laughs> <laughs> this is no by no way sponsored by uh, um it's just so hung up by by being somewhere at a certain age at a certain time. And you're worrying about the wrong things. You're worrying about, you're so focused on the outside approval um, when instead you should be worrying about you. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that sounds very narcissistic or egotistical. And, and I, maybe that is. Maybe you have to be a narcissist and a bit of an egotistical person to be an artist. Maybe you have to because you're very much in your own head all the freaking time. Um, <laughs> so I, I admit that I do have those nasty streaks sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, sometimes beauty comes out of that, I think, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I, I, I mean, I've heard that before people say that. And I, I feel like uh, it's true. I think, it, you know. It's kind of true to a degree. I, I get it, <laughs> but <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> but at the same time, your art can also liberate you from that in a way. Yeah. Like, I really think that being really being an artist is like it's a spiritual practice. It's a balance. You know, I think it's like a it's a it's a. Yeah, it, 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 maybe if we were without the art, we'd be totally asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> be a dictator or something. Yeah, exactly. Asshole narcissist. But it's like it balances us out. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I, I really believe that art he- heals you, heals heals that it can heal you if yeah. you're doing it right. You know, like heal the the the, the damaged parts of your personality. And it comes back to what you you said um, that um, yeah. Now I lost my train of thought. Yay! Yeah, I, I do it. I do it <laughs> every single it episode. Does, <laughs> it does heal you, and it just um, it it teaches you more about who you are as a person. Yeah, your inside working. So. Basically, art is just a really good psychologist or psychiatrist. It kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. That's one of the things it is. But, and that and that's not the bad kind of narcissism, because you no, know, no, definitely not. You can't put yourself like some some things. You know, have to move aside in order to create. And there, those are tough decisions sometimes. And yeah. it's like, if you don't do that, you can't give your whole, whole thing. That's the thing. Um, yeah. You can't, the thing is you can't like, yeah, it's a balance. You can't, but the thing is you can't help 
others until you help yourself first. It's like the oxygen thing in the in the airplanes. It's like yeah. you have to put the oxygen mask first if you're going to save your kid. Yeah. You know, if you go to save your kid with the oxygen mask, you're going to die, and then your kid's going to die too. So it's like there's a yeah, it definitely that's the good analogy it's just that's the same thing it's basically um like i it comes back to the idea of like i don't care about fame or money mm. or anything like that i'm i mean i i just want to make enough for my bills and, mm. and have a little bit of extra for for fun stuff mm. but the rest is you know i have a good life i do not have anything like i'm happy yeah um I'm happy with my job. I'm happy what I do. Uh, sure, there's there's some things I'm like, eh, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have enough. I'm okay. Right. Um, and then getting messages from people saying that you gave them their childhood back or that the book has helped them through a very tough situation where they were um trying to recover from abuse as a kid wow and my book was helping with that now that is something i will never ever forget those messages those things are so important to me and that brings me back to that seven-year-old kid i was in the library finding that book and thinking this is what i want right you know and that's that's my my end goal, I think, if there's an, an end goal in sight, is just be that inspiration or that person to inspire a seven-year-old or 70-year-old to pick up a paintbrush and paint their own worlds. Right. Way more important than any money in my bank account. Yeah. In a sense, we are, or, you know, not like we are doing this, but I think artists especially are... Um... It's like a lineage where you're like, yeah. you know, someone helped you, you're helping someone else. And it's like your, your help as a collective, maybe artists are helping humanity cope with being alive and helping them yeah. to grow, yeah. to become better, more fully realized versions of themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And as we un- uh, slowly understand ourselves better, we help other people right. understand themselves better. And- yeah. Maybe, you know, we're and, and just look at COVID, look at the pandemic, how much art has been to people during that time. And I'm I'm talking art as in uh, books, music, everything is art to me. Like yeah, mo- movies and movies. It's saved people almost. Yeah. Like that, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't imagine having any of that. Imagine being it's... stuck in your house without any of that. Yeah, that would be like no. a nightmare. Yeah, well, we we have we have our pain, so we we can still survive. I think. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, these two years haven't been much different from normal life. From right, I know. That's that's I I always you know this yeah. is normal. I just yeah. sit in my studio. I always joke about that. That it I, it really, other than you know how uh, we went to the grocery store, <laughs> didn't change shit for me because nope. nope. <laughs> i'm always working and always in my studio yeah and you're doing it with a smile <laughs> yeah but still i was smiling all the way through but uh, <laughs> i mean i felt bad for everybody people that got sick and people that were dying but it's like 
this is it's weird that now pe- everyone's experiencing what we are we experience every day sort of that kind of you have to be sort of be able to be kind of isolated i think to be an artist yeah, too yeah yeah you have to be able to be with yourself mhm be comfortable with yourself i know a lot of people that are not comfortable unless there's nope. a lot of people around and as an artist, you're, well, I think I I can only talk of or for myself. And it's like, I'm very comfortable on my own, mm-hmm. just doing my thing. And, you know, that that's it. And I don't have, don't need anybody to entertain me. Right. Uh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can be very entertaining. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. <laughs> I bore myself. <laughs> You know all that, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's 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 you know it, it it all comes down to the fact that I love doing what I do now, and five years ago, I didn't feel that, and that was the best thing I could do for myself is just fuck you all. I'm done trying to fit in. I'm done trying to be what I think. What I I perceive as you want want me to do this is it this is what i do if you don't like it you don't have to look at it period and i I mean i had i was comfortable in the knowledge that i had a day job i had an income i didn't have to make this into a career right and for me that was that was the key ingredient like that took away all the pressure. Like mm-hmm. I am doing the art for the art's sake, nothing else. It doesn't have to pay my bills. It's just for me. It's just for my enjoyment. The rest is okay. And I didn't feel like a failure. And that there's there's a difference because you're always like everything in on social media. It's always like you're a failure if you don't have twenty thousand or thirty thousand followers right. or. A- thousand followers you don't you're a failure if you you haven't had your dream client before your 25th birthday what the fuck is that even you're barely an adult yeah (laughs) i know you you can only drink beer for the past four years and now (laughs) your dream client come on seriously are you gonna die by your 30th because your life is ending right yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm I'm good. I just want to make art. And that was, you know, that was my goal. I was I took away every single expectation of a career and I I basically still don't have any. <laughs> like I I didn't set out to be a concept artist. I you know, never envisioned myself as a concept artist. I was asked to do concept work. I said yes. <laughs> now you're a concept it. artist. <laughs> and now I've done that. And it's like officially you can say that I'm a concept artist. Yeah, you know, that maybe next time <laughs> something else. I don't know. It's just I'm having fun. Nobody's taking this away from me. All right. Well, that's the, you know, that's the approach. That's the attitude. Uh, I mean, this is the this is the attitude even when you get into... Um, you know, manifesting things through magical means or whatever. I'm into all that stuff. Spiritual, you yeah, know, manif- yeah. yeah, manifesting. It's like 
you know, that's kind of part of the, the thing is that you do, if it's a ritual, you do the ritual and then you forget about it and you're like, fuck it. I don't care if it happens or not. Because if you grasp onto it and like, oh, I want this thing so badly. I want it. I want it. It's like there's a point where you start to push it away because you're just yep. you're basically reinforcing in your mind. I don't have this thing that I want. So, like, if you have the attitude of like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm doing this for myself. Whatever comes of it doesn't matter. That's like the most powerful place to to really approach it from, I think. Yeah. To be relaxed in, in yeah. knowing things will find away in a sense but you have to work for it obviously yeah, absolutely and and just like okay let it come to me because of my beautiful blue eyes <laughs> nobody's gonna hand you something no. like I, I mean be wary of that yeah but um so much is focused on the next big thing and i'm just yeah i'm just enjoying this whole road and i'm I see this as a as as going on a holiday. You know, every single aspect of going on a holiday is fun to me. From mm-hmm. you know, packing my bags to 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 drinking that first cup in the morning, um, very early because you have to go to your flight. Right. Everything is fun, and it's the same with art for me. It's just I have a general direction where I'm, <laughs> where I want to go. General direction. And whatever comes on my path, I'll see if I like it. If I don't, I'll say no. If I do, I'll say, yeah, sure, why not? Right. And, you know, if I hit a brick wall, I turn around and take another road. And it's all, there's no fail. Like, I try not to think in, in terms of failure. Mm-hmm. So my, my my one thing I usually say is fuck the fear. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it, just do it. Yep. Just do not worry about messing up. Exactly. Don't don't even just do it. Just it is so interesting to see how everything in life we learn. We 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 learn how to ride a bicycle, and nobody is giving you shit for not being able to ride a bicycle right. <laughs> from the very first moment or even walk from the very first moment. Everybody's like, oh, look how wobbly she is. <laughs> but if you do that with art or anything else, it's like, yeah, you have to be the best right. from the very beginning. And that's just bullshit. That's just, you're setting yourself up for failure anyway. So yeah. just you know, do it. Enjoy it. Go forth and create. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these are things that I've I've listened to Neil Gaiman and Stephen King, and it's 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 it, the road. Enjoy the road yeah. towards the success. Enjoy the road. Um, totally. And be be in the moment, and that's you know, be in the moment of creating as well. Mm-hmm. That's why I love traditional. It's just that's you have like watercolors. You have to be present. Mm-hmm. You have to watch where your watercolors are running towards right if you don't watch it it's you know it's gonna stay there forever and there's no (laughs) (laughs) um so all that mind like being being in that moment and and that magical thinking is what you say it's like you you get back what you put out Mm -hmm. and i believe that very very much like if if you put out that it's like oh it's never gonna work it's never gonna work it's never gonna work yeah you're setting yourself up and if you stop expecting things 
all of a sudden things happen. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> things line up. If you put yourself into your art, like authentical self, things happen. Yep. And that's that's basic. And everybody's like, everybody wants the recipe for success as if it's a cookie recipe. And I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I can't give you that because oh, yeah. I don't have that's I mean this is another thing that always comes up on the podcast. You can't it's different being an artist is so different from any other occupation or in the arts I should say is because there's not a a road there's not a specific road. Like if you do this and this and this you'll be successful. Every artist I know has a weird crazy winding yeah. path that got them and it's always different. There's like similar landmarks along the way, but it's drastically different in other ways. Every artist yeah. I've interviewed in here, it's been totally different than my own and each other. It's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's. I think it's that's part of the magic. I mean, yeah. trusting that moment of, you know, well, life will find a way. To quote Jurassic Park, you know, right. life, life will find a way. Um, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, I think that really comes down to being with okay with yourself. With yourself, yeah, you know? definitely. And that that moment, I've had that moment like five years ago, where I was like, you know what? I don't want to hate art. I want to love art like I did when I was a seven year old kid. Right. Yeah. I want that feeling back. Yep. And I let that feeling mean being taken away from me, and I did that. That was my mistake. Right. That's going to happen anymore yeah and you know I've, I've, I've taken on jobs that took away that fun again and i was like okay well now i know never to take these jobs again <laughs> even though the paycheck was really good right yeah it's not worth it yeah and i can always go back to graphic design <laughs> <laughs> that's there's uh... always something i can do yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Same here. I can go. I can go back to makeup effects if I have to, but I'm not. I'm <laughs> never gonna do that. <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I don't. I. This has been such a great conversation. I don't want to uh, abuse my fr privilege with you. I could go talking for three hours with you. I'm sure. Uh, maybe you could come back on the podcast sometime because I didn't even yeah, get into like. If people are like, "Oh yeah, bring her back," then oh. I'll do it. But if they're like, "No, <laughs> hell no," they will be. No, I didn't. We didn't get to talk shop or technique or any of that fun stuff. But um, oh, I love talking about that stuff. So maybe next Me time, we let's can... talk about material. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd love to know your process and stuff. But thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a absolute pleasure. Like I knew it would be. <laughs> um, everyone's gonna love it. Uh, do you? Uh, we'll, we'll have in the body of the description links, but just for people listening, um, where where can they go to see your stuff? Oh, you can find me online. Obviously, iriscompete.art is my website, um, and basically just Google my name, and you will find me. And then um, it, it's I R I S C O M P I E. T. Yeah, okay. dot art. Dot, and that's the website. Art. And there you can find like my Instagram, same name, Twitter, same name, uh, Facebook, same name, everything. Excellent. <laughs> so easy. So easy. And cool. then Fairy Love of Fold Lines is uh, is the book that's coming out, which doesn't all does like it's not traditional 
like it is in line with fairies by brian froud and ellen yeah like, anybody listening Guillermo del Toro loves it. Yeah, so. any, anybody listening to this is going to love it if they haven't seen it. And I think probably most of them have but have seen your work. But trust me, you'll love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every, <laughs> everyone's going to love it. This is this is your uh, 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 this is your demographic here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, there's more coming. So, I mean, we have to do this virtual reality thing. And yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I want a theme park with fairies over fold line. So, you know, come on. Yeah. Just be dragged down with uh, Jenny Green Teeth. How fun would that be? <laughs> it would, I think it would be really fun. I'd go there. I'd be take... eaten by a mermaid. I think that's fun. Oh, I would take my grandkids there. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. Don't hang up after we say goodbye, but... um. Because uh, I'll talk to you afterwards about some other stuff. But thank you, and say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye, audience. Tot de volgende keer. Doei.